Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Jessica Miller, a registered dietitian who thought she was going to be a business major. And then she went through her own personal health journey and found dietetics. She has had quite the dietitian journey so far, starting out as a diabetes educator, working in retail, dialysis, and is now the dietitian for the Seafood Nutrition Partnership, where she focuses on educating other dietitians on the science and health of seafood. Please enjoy my conversation with Jessica. excited to chat with you today. I know that we connected just on, of course, Instagram and, you know, all that good stuff as we usually do in this wonderful world of dietetics, but I'm excited to learn more about you today. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Well, I think I probably fangirl more over just, I love your food that you make, your kitchen, your style. You have the best, like, (laughs) decorating style. And I just, I love your home. I, I probably, probably fangirl over more of that than your dietetics because I don't know enough about your dietetics career. So we'll get into that today. There we go. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so take me, let's start. Let's, let's go back to when you kind of started getting interested in nutrition, dietetics. How did that all start for you? Yeah, um, I was trying to kind of think about what, you know, how did I don't have an awesome story. You know, how some people have these really great stories, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking about my journey. So just a reflection of my journey, it's probably not awesome to me, but maybe it's interesting to other people. But I remember like back in high school, I wasn't the most coordinated. I was tall and I, uh, I tried out for basketball. I didn't make the basketball team. I tried out for cheerleading. I did make the cheerleading squad. And all this was like very traumatic for me mm-hmm. <laughs> at a young age, but I knew I wanted to be do something and be athletic. So I I was thinking, I remember racking my brain thinking, what can I do that I can train myself to be good at? I was even so I kind of came across running and I wasn't naturally fast, but I thought I can train myself like with endurance and work on that. So I kind of started down that road and I started running track. I ran the two mile. We didn't have cross country at my school. So I was just trying Mm. to kind of do the best I could. But I did stumble upon this um, group called Team in Training, and it was um, it's a group that they basically train you to run a marathon, and you raise funds for them. So I was 18 years old and in high school, and I think I raised like $4,000, which was a lot for wow. me in a small town. I remember writing like my name on buckets and what I was doing and I was raising money (laughs) and put them in the gas stations, but I was um, raising money for the leukemia and lymphoma society. And um, they were going to train me to run this marathon and I was going to raise money for them. And I had a a patient that I sponsored and just kind of a month after I graduated, I ran a marathon in Alaska and it was just a really cool. Oh my gosh. (laughs) experience. Yeah, it was in Anchorage and it was during the summer solstice. And I remember there was like moose in the trail where we were running and it was just a really neat experience. And I think it was kind of through that where I started learning that I needed to fuel my body properly. You know, I couldn't like, like a normal teenager, I'm eating little Debbie's (laughs) and Doritos and that was my diet, but I needed to fuel in order to um, perform at the level I wanted to. So I started ordering these health magazines and, you know, now looking back, I'm thinking I was probably reading 
terrible things, but uh, <laughs> but you didn't I know it then, you know, I you're trying know. something. Yeah, I was interested in, I just became interested in health. I know that. And I remember my mom getting on to me saying, you're, you're worshiping those magazines. Cause I would just read them front to back over and over and over. Cause I was trying to learn everything I could just about nutrition. And I didn't even know that a dietitian was a thing. I had never heard of that. I mean, I'm dating myself here, but I'm not, I'm trying to think, was there even Google? I just, I don't know. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm in that same boat, girl. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't have the access to information. I don't think I had, there wasn't Facebook or, you know, mm-hmm. that you have now. So, but I remember I was um, doing some of my gen eds at a community college, trying to fig- figure out what I wanted to do. And I met a girl that was going into dietetics. And I just, my ears kind of perked up and I, I would just started picking her brain and hanging around her all the time. And I don't even think she ended up going forward with it or ever became a dietitian. But I leached onto her and tried to learn everything about this thing called dietetics that she was talking about. So I found out that there was a program at Missouri State and I just called up there and I talked to a teacher there and I was like, I think there's this thing that I want to do. And it's... (laughs) Do you have it? (laughs) I know. And I just remember sitting and talking with her and she probably thought I was, you know, just, I was asking probably the worst questions, but I just, (laughs) I knew I was interested and I didn't know how to get into it. And I, it ended up where I had to take several classes twice because I was taking them at a gen ed college and they didn't transfer and all this stuff. But I, but I figured it out. I stumbled my whole way through it and I was just passionate about it. And I wanted, that's what I wanted to do. So, I, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so funny too. Like you, you know, just like your personal story, but then that person that you met and then, you know, you were like, tell me more. I think like those encounters are meant to happen. Yeah. And I even try to, I always remember her first name, but I don't even remember her last name and she never ended up being in any of my classes. So that's why I think that she must have not <laughs> she didn't for, do it. <laughs> I always wonder to this day, I'm like, I wonder if she knows I became a dietitian. I wonder because yeah. you know, she's the one that told me about it because I didn't even know. I was thinking about going into business. <laughs> oh, completely polar opposite, right? Well, yeah. I mean, kind of. I mean, I think we kind of dabble in that now as we get into our profession a little bit more, but that whole you know, major of dietetics versus business is definitely different. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, but that's kind of where I, I landed. And I mean, it was just not, not a super traditional path. I was married all through college and I was pregnant in my internship and um, oh wor- worked full time all the way through school. So it was a, it was a long road. <laughs> Holy moly. How did you, be- you know, I really feel like dietitians and dietitian students, we like do everything all at one time. I <laughs> Yes. You're like, you know, having a family, having a husband, like being pregnant, working full time. It's like we do it all. Then do you ever just look back and go, how the heck did I, how did I oh, even like yes. manage mentally for that? Definitely. Because I remember getting off, I worked in the diet office and that's a whole nother story, but I worked in the, the <laughs> diet office at the hospital. I remember driving home at like 930 at night and then going to the, the library oh, at Missouri man. State to study. And I'm like, oh, now I just think, how did I? Yeah, you're right. We were, I was younger then. Maybe that's how. I don't know. Yeah. But still, <laughs> like, I can't, it can't be good for us to do all of those things at one no, time. No, no, not at all. And it's just a, you know, it's the road that got you there. Mm-hmm. And even through all of that, you never wavered. You never were like, ooh, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I should be doing this. Well, there were some low points in organic chemistry for sure. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, so those moments, yes, I was like, what am I doing? I just, I don't, I, and I liked like English and reading and some mm-hmm. of my science classes. I was like, I don't even know what an amoeba is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, but I knew what I wanted to do. I just kind of, and I, and I, you know, once you make friends in dietetics, you're all working towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was, you know, those are some of your lifelong friends that you make in college too. So, so true. So true. <laughs> well, and thinking about like um, your schooling, you worked in the diet office. And so I, I we always kind of skip over those kind of jobs that we do, I think, before our first like real dietitian job. So tell me more about your diet office experience. Yeah. Uh, well, this is interesting. I, I worked at actually Lowe's for four years and I, and I was a head cashier there. I thought it was pretty cool stuff, but I knew again, I wanted to be in diet. (laughs) I wanted to be in dietetics and I was trying to figure out how to get there. So, um, what I did, let's see, I applied to try to work in the diet office. There was no openings, no openings. And the only way I could get into the diet office to work was first to start in the cafeteria. Mm. And I just remember that I just, it was such like a, I don't know if a gut check, but I just, I thought I was really cool. I was a head cashier at Lowe's. I had my walkie talkie and I was like <laughs> running the whole front end. And then mm. I had to go work in the cafeteria um, with a, I had a hairnet on and mm. I was like working at the steam table and I was just like, Oh, this is the worst. Cause my brother was a nurse at the hospital and all his friends would come down. Oh, and I was just like so embarrassed, but that was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is what I got to do to get in the diet office. Luckily I only had to do the cafeteria for about six months. And then I was able to get into the, to the diet office to work with the dietitians. <laughs> That's good. But it is kind of like a starting point. I think we all have had that like one experience where we're like, I don't want to do this at all. (laughs) Oh, definitely. And you know what? It makes me appreciate when I see that girl like stocking the milk and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I appreciate what that person does because that is not it's 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 a tough job. And it's, you know. It kind of gets not glamorous. Yeah, no, it's, it's not, not glamorous, glamorous at all. Exactly. And I tend to like to be like the center of the, you know, in the spotlight. So that was like hard for me. <laughs> sure. And then if you had your brother and then his friends, then you were like, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. It was, it was rough, but I made it through it, you know. <laughs> so the diet, what's the diet office? How was that experience for you? Well, that was good. A lot of the other dietetic students worked in there too. And we worked on the menus and, um, you know, like if someone was on a heart healthy diet or no added salt diet, we had to make sure all the menus aligned and we would go um, get all the the menus from the patients upstairs and things like that. I would run trays too. So there was parts of that that, you know, also weren't glamorous, but Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I just, I enjoyed um, the dietitians kind of coming in. I just, I just remember, it's just funny looking back because I've like worshiped the ground they walk on. I'm like, (laughs) it's, it's Stephanie, the dietitian, Stephanie, she's, she just came into the office. Because that's what you strive to be. You're like, I want to be that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I was trying to get whatever experience I could. Mm -hmm. So, and that's um, you know that kind of was a lot of the. There wasn't a lot of options as far as you know. I would say I'm dating myself. Back in the day, there wasn't a lot of dietetic options when you were a student, and so diet office was a major one that I think probably a lot of us have done. Yeah, yeah. And trying to get into that office is mm-hmm. not easy. <laughs> no, no, not when there's a whole bunch of dietetic students trying to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember it was like during my internship, I worked, you know, you weren't supposed to work in your internship, but I snuck mm-hmm. and worked like every other weekend in the office and stuff because I enjoyed it. 
Oh, that's so, see, I worked, I did some working too during my internship and yeah, yeah. I was supposed to do it. I wouldn't advise it, but sometimes you just want to do some stuff that's not internship related. Yeah. And you had to like <laughs> stay afloat. Cause I'm like, I was like trying to pay rent and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't, I have to have an income. So, yes. yeah. so there was Makes that. So after, so did you do your internship at the same school then, or did you go somewhere for your internship? Um, I did my internship at Cox College, which was also, it was in Springfield. I lived in Springfield pretty much my whole life or in a surrounding town in a map dot close to Springfield. So luckily I didn't really have to move away or anything like that. And it was, it was tough because too, like my husband was working two jobs during that time. And then Mm. where we were living, um, just in this small house out in the country, they ended up raising our rent as soon as I was going into my internship. So uh, we actually, (laughs) I know. So, and here I am, like, I just, found out I was pregnant too. So we moved in uh, with my parents and I'm like living in my old bedroom with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) So I know, but it was like, so we could save money to build a house or buy a house. So that was, that was the goal there. But um, you know, it actually worked out perfect because you know how during your internship, you're exhausted, you're working so hard and it's emotionally draining just because it's, it's a tough experience or putting you through the ringer all the time. And I remember I would go home and my mom had like dinner on the table and she had washed and dried and folded all my clothes. And I'm like, this (laughs) is not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So she'd have all this like salmon dinner ready for me because, you know, I'm pregnant and I need to eat really well. So. Oh, that was perfect then. What a sweet parent, what sweet parents you have. I know. I don't know that my (laughs) husband loved it, you know, living with his in-laws, but it was fine for, fine with me. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. You're like, this is easy for me. Sorry, it's not for you. (laughs) Yeah. But we made it through. You didn't have to, you know, travel or have to move or, you know, with all the other things you had going on in your life, that sounds like it all worked out well. And sometimes I wonder, like, do I regret that? I mean, I've never really moved anywhere, but I've, I don't know. I like my family and I like to be close to them. (laughs) And that's, you know what, like, there's so much to be said for that, though, because I feel like you only get one family. So (laughs) if you move away from them, it's kind of like, well, do I really need to? Do I want to? I know. And then every time you, you vacation, you're just vacationing back to go see your family. So Right, right. Know. So now you can go on vacation to all the places that you maybe wanted to live someday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so after your internship, what was your first kind of job and maybe take us to present day? Okay. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many different experiences, but my first job was Okay, so I interviewed for this job at a hospital for the diabetes education position. And I remember when I walked into the interview, I was nine months pregnant. Ooh. And um, I, so I had to kind of explain that away. And then I interviewed and I went home and had my baby that night. <laughs> and oh then she my gosh. Could, yeah, she called me like two days later and offered me the job. And I just remember I'm sitting here with like a two day old baby and I was like bawling, but I'm like, yes, I'll accept the position. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not emotional at all. <laughs> no, but you know, I wanted, I wanted a job. I needed a job, but just, it was sure. a lot all at once. But I uh, worked as a diabetes educator at a rural hospital for about four years, four to five years. And I absolutely loved that. I obtained my CDE credential while I was there. And I really did love diabetes, diabetes ed. I loved learning about the insulin pumps and the CGM. Like I just still to this day could talk diabetes for hours. But um, I did see that you were certified. Do you, do you keep it up then if you're not well, using it? 
it's funny that you bring that up, but just now, like this past December, I finally let it go. And I'm like, no, my credential, but I just can't figure out a way to keep it up unless I, you know, go do diabetes ed on the weekends. Right. Right. That's the, that's the one caveat. I know. So I got to figure out my next, cause I need some initials, girl. Um, <laughs> make some up. (laughs) Right. I'm going to have to, I think. But uh, so after that, I worked there for a while and it it got a little monotonous after a while because I was seeing one-on-one patients over and over and over. And and Mm. I was kind of looking for, you know, maybe just to branch out a little bit. I stumbled upon a job as a supermarket RD. So it was for a, um, it's called Pyramid Foods and they had 50 some grocery stores in Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kansas. And they were looking for a dietitian to to work with them. And I ended up applying and got the job. And um, I worked for there for about four years as a supermarket RD. And then I moved into category management. So I managed the natural organic and specialty foods category. Okay. So So did you, were you still an RD at the time or were you completely like in just a management position in there in the grocery store? Well, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of transitioning more into like, I mean, I spent all day in Excel and, um, and it was a lot of buying, a lot of purchasing and buying, but I mean, it was the best job because I also went to food shows. I got to meet Bob from Bob's Red Mill and I got to go to all the, all these cool, like the coolest shows that you can imagine. So it was a super fun job, but on the flip side of that, towards the end, it was very uh, business. And they were also moving me into buying other categories like health and beauty care. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know, I was super passionate about some of those things, like buying shampoo for a grocery store. So I felt like I was getting a little bit further and further from dietetics. And I kind of, even though I loved it, I kind of missed like, patients and clients and helping people. And you know, what, what was my passion? What was really what was my passion? It's helping people. Um, not necessarily sales. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's totally because I can see how if you're, if you're sitting in front of an Excel sheet, that's not what your vision is when it comes to helping people. Yeah. Um, you know, we, and we had another RD, um, at the stores and she was doing more of the, um, cooking classes and some more, the more fun things. So I would be like, mm-hmm. I get done with my desk job and then I'd run over to the store where the kitchen was and, and kind of pretend like I was helping her out because I was like, I missed it. I missed you wanted like- to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so when that job, it was kind of sorting to end, there was some, a lot of things changing at the grocer. And as much as I didn't want to leave, I, um, I moved into dialysis after that, which was a completely different thing, but I worked there for about two years and really got back to working with patients and healthcare, the whole healthcare aspect. And, um, it was completely different. I didn't know anything about dialysis starting out. But I knew that I wanted to get back into like helping people. So it was a really good opportunity. Um, And you probably had like a diabetes connection too, because a lot of those patients also kind of as a comorbidity between the two. Yes, exactly. So I could use my CDE credential too. And, um, and I ended up, I really did like that job. I loved working in dialysis. I loved my patients. I still think about my patients to this day. Like, do you? you know, oh yeah. I'm like, I wonder how so-and-so's doing or, you know, and, and it's also very tragic because dialysis is typically end of life. So mm-hmm. there were definitely hard parts about it, but, and even while I was working in dialysis, sorry, this is getting so long, but I've, no, that's a okay. lot of, <laughs> I've had a lot of experiences. That's good. Uh, <laughs> But even while I was working in dialysis, I just never really lost my like passion for creative. I loved the, 
part of what I loved in the grocery industry was just being creative and thinking outside the box and doing Facebook lives and just like um, finding different ways to engage consumers and get people excited about healthy eating. And um, I just never lost that passion. So while I was doing a lot of clinical things, it was like I would come home and I was like making recipe videos in my kitchen and I'm at work all day thinking about what I'm going to make when I get home and how I'm going <laughs> to photograph it and how I can get the light and all this kinds of, all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I knew I, I had some creative juices sort of burning in me still. So um, that's when uh, one of the people that I had met kind of from the retail dietitian world, I don't know, have you ever heard of Barbara Ruse? Barbara? Yes. Uh-huh. For avocados. Yes. Yes. So, uh, she was like one of my really good friends, met her at a conference and she connected me with um, Seafood Nutrition Partnership, who I had met at a conference a couple years back. It was like an old ways conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, hey, I've heard of this job and I've been watching you on Instagram. I think you'd be perfect for it. So that's kind of how I, I came here. I, I applied and I knew that um, I had a passion for this creative and just still food photography and some of the other things I had been doing on the side. And and um, they gave me a shot. So here I am. <laughs> that is so cool. Isn't that funny how like you, just by the people that you met along the way, your connections that you made, you know, as a retail dietitian, but, you know, in the food show atmosphere, just the people that you connect with. Yes. And that's always kind of been my number one, what I've told people when I think about my journey. I'm like, it's it's in who you know. So you have to really, not all of it, but you do have to network. You have to think about people you know, keep in touch with people, think about people and who aligns with what your values and what you want to do and reaching out and taking a chance. And, um, cause really that networking is, is huge. It is. It really does. And it, not just necessarily like thinking about networking with other dietitians, but even like just other people interested in food or health or nutrition. Exactly. Exactly. That's so important. So how long have you been, with this, is it the Seafood Partnership? Is that what it's yeah, called? Seafood okay. Nutrition Partnership. It's kind of, okay. we call it SNP for short. SNP. But, um, let's see, I'm coming up probably in March on my one year. And Ooh. it really, I know I'm excited. It really is the perfect melding of like my, my passion for obviously food. And then, um, you know, I also that passion for helping people. I feel like it's kind of bringing those two things together, the creative and that I to help people be healthier. So I'm like, it's, it's kind of the best of both worlds there. And I mean, it's funny because every day I feel super challenged and like, I have no idea what I'm doing, (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's kind of where I thrive best. I think when I'm challenged and I'm just now discovering some of these things when I'm challenged and I'm stepping outside the box and I'm pushing myself into like new boundaries and and past barriers, I feel like that's where I really, um, excel and do my best. It's an interesting perspective. You Have you learned that kind of over this past year, just with this new position? Definitely. And even just in the past um, few months, even I'm like, you know what? I think that that's what I was missing some about dialysis and things. I mean, I loved helping the patients, but it was very monotonous and the same thing every month over and over and over. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but I just missed like um, just kind of being pushed and trying to think outside mm. the box and being creative and just, um, I don't know, every day is a new challenge and every day I'm doing something different. And um, as hard as that is, because you're always like pivoting, um, I, I, I thrive there. I, love, I, I hear it. Like I can <laughs> resonate with you in that because I feel like sometimes we get really comfortable 
some of those jobs can be very comfortable because it's just kind of like you're going through the motions. But then when you do kind of get challenged, it kind of like sparks something inside of you. Yeah. And and it's things that you didn't maybe know were there. I'm like, there was something we did um, back in September is a symposium and they were like, okay, Jessica, you're going to be the MC for the symposium. So you're or the VJ. So we're going to hand you a mic and you're the camera's going to be on you and you're going <laughs> to um, like, yeah, on all the breaks and during the lunch and the happy hour, you're going to like moderate and just take questions from the audience. And I'm thinking, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> I'm like watching, I watched Carson Daly when I was like a kid. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I can be that, yeah. that mesmerizing. <laughs> but ended up, I did it. And it was a blast. And we had really good feedback. And I'm like, you know, you just never know really what you can do until you try something and push yourself. And then it's just funny because you can surprise yourself with, with what you can actually do. That's fun. I love so. hearing that. <laughs> so when you, in your new job, how are you helping people? What is kind of your... Um, focus as a dietitian with the seafood nutrition partnership. Yeah, well, every month we sort of have like January, you know, obviously new year new you, February heart melt heart heart health month, I can't speak. Uh, mm-hmm. March is national <laughs> national nutrition month. So, we we work basically on guiding messages for each month and and providing resources for my my main focus is for RDs. So, I'm trying to help RDs have the resources and the education and the tools that they need in order to um, educate their clients. So seafood is healthy. Why should I be concerned about mercury? And here's why or, or not, um, you know, all the benefits that seafood provides and omega threes provide. And I, that's gotta, that's gotta be tough. Like that's a tough, I don't know, like seafood. Were you a seafood lover? I mean, like, have you always liked seafood? <laughs> I ha- I mean, I've always liked seafood, but I ha- I live in beef country. You know, I live in yeah. like the, the Midwest, so Missouri. So there's not like obviously a lot of access to seafood around here, but I've been like a shrimp lover and sushi and different things like that. But, you know, it wasn't until I started with SMP where I had my first oyster and I had my first mussel and now I'm br- I have my first octopus this summer. So I'm Ooh. like, I'm straight. I know, right? So I'm stretching out into all these new things and figuring out what I do and don't like. Um, but it's, it's been really interesting too, because I work a lot with the scientists and mm. our science council. And I'm just like the learning about the studies and just what omega threes do for our body has just been um, really amazing. And I, I'm like, I want to show it from the rooftops. <laughs> That's exciting too. Like when you get excited about the science and the research, kind of like the root of our profession. That's what, then, you know, you're like, I'm in the right place. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, there were so many things. I'm sure you know this from kind of your world, but like in the supermarket world where they would want me to promote certain items, but I'm like, ah, you know, I don't mm. know. I, I, it's not something I felt super passionate about, or I could really promote with a clear conscience. And I'm like, I can definitely do that with like salmon. I'm, okay. I can definitely promote that with a clear conscience and the science is there to, to, to back it up. So that's what really helps. That's absolutely true. There is so much stuff out there that you could kind of say, oh, we could take a, some type of a dietitian spin on this. But salmon, you can 100% take a dietitian spin on it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And then I like those no questions asked, you know. Yeah. Lean <laughs> protein. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. 
So what is kind of the future of your role look like working with dietitians, obviously, and our other RDs, but do you have some like autonomy to do kind of your own creation in your, in your world as their dietitian? Well, I, I mean, I, I'm basically producing content now for them. So it's funny because I'm like all my stuff that I've been doing, like on my Instagram, I'm like, I don't have the energy for that anymore because I cooked four recipes today for, <laughs> yeah. my, for my work website. <laughs> but uh, but it's nice because I still get to do those things that I enjoy. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year and like our, the post-pandemic world. Can I say that? I don't want to jinx it. But I, um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but we're looking forward to like the Today's Dietitian Conference and maybe going to Fancy and just planning. I'm trying to plan out some of these different events that we want to do because I want to connect with RD so bad and it's mm. so difficult to do it over Zoom. I mean, we've done some really great webinars and immersion experiences and things, but I just miss talking to dietitians and and having events with dietitians. And I really want to make those connections. So I'm just looking forward to trying to grow that in the next few years and, um, you know, working with our ambassador program and just things like that. So that's exciting. Hopefully there are some in-person events that you can start like having those connections again. I know. It's just not the same over the, you know, trying to meet people through Zoom and mm-hmm. um, as it is when you're at, at an event. So what's kind of um, just out of my own curiosity, what is some like up and coming, interesting, like health information about fish that maybe is something that's on the kind of like scientist type oh, horizon? That's a good question. Let me let one of the things that we've been thinking a lot about lately and talking about a lot lately and it, of course, a lot of it has to do with the pandemic, but is the science that seafood has to actually um, improve your mood. So there are a lot of really good studies that seafood can actually um, improve depression scores and actually makes you happier. So Mm. it can, can reduce anxiety. So really thinking about like that mental health connection with the omega threes that are found in seafood is pretty huge. And I think that's something that we need to, to look at, especially this year and the years going forward is, um, you know, there's actually um, doctors out there that are prescribing omega threes for to help with depression. So that's that's oh, a thing. I love that. I, I would love seeing more about that because I, like you're right. I think maybe like the the pandemic kind of accelerated that thought process. But I mm-hmm. feel like even with like Alzheimer's research and like dementia, yeah, dementia, and yep. mood, and like you know mental health, I feel like that is such an untapped area that us dietitians need to learn more about yeah. for sure. Exactly. And that whole like food is medicine movement. And I know there's like a little bit of controversy around that that yeah. topic. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, it is it is uh, it provides uh, vi- the vitamins and minerals and healthy fats you need that can combat some of these things. So I like obviously we love to look to food. That's our whole our whole um, mission. Right. It centers around our whole profession for sure. Yeah. So that's I told you. We- I told you, I'm like, I'm trying to eat salmon once a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. that, you know, like, honestly, I, being a dietitian, I don't love salmon, but yeah. I, I have enjoyed, like, I loved your air fryer recipe. I just made it today. I was oh, in honor good. of you. I was like, I'm going to try this. My air fryer, I have found this is the best way to make salmon. I think it's amazing. Oh, but good. I just kind of feel like after, you know, what you just mentioned about the mental health aspect and the mood aspect, I'm like, 
I really need to start doing this and taking care of my body with some good omega threes. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking a little bit uh, through our Instagram chat about how you can check the omega three levels in your blood. And I didn't even realize that you could do that until I I worked here that you could actually check your omega three status. And, um, you know, there's certain goals you need to get to. So it's funny, because within my team, we're like, well, are you at a seven? Are you at an eight, like comparing (laughs) our scores? And I just keep staring at this test every day. And I'm like, I need to take it. But I'm afraid of what it's going to say. I mean, I'm trying to eat as much as I can. (laughs) Well, if you're cooking it all the time you should have I know but I think yeah I thought that was so interesting like even from a dietitian perspective what do you think like the application of the omega-3 test like how could you use that in a practice setting Oh, I would love it if our physicians would be test. I just don't understand why we test cholesterol and LDL and HDL and stuff. Why don't we check omega-3 status? I just think it's something that's really, really important because those omega-3s are so anti-inflammatory. Well, we know that diabetes and heart disease and all these other things that are happening are primarily from inflammation. So I just think there's so much to be said for this anti-inflammatory effect and and I don't know that testing it, I mean, I would love it to be test, but at least encouraging that anti-inflammatory foods for anti-inflammatory, really um, just pushing that intake because mm-hmm. that's what's going to combat these diseases. Right. So. Right. Yes. I loved your idea of testing like now, like before you kind of, I should yeah. have started when I started my salmon adventure, but I think I'm going to do that. I like a before said, and after maybe yeah, to kind of see if there has been an improvement. Cause I think like that's a tangible way to kind of say, Oh yeah, it does work. And yes, yeah. it's are good for you. Yeah. And, and it's interesting cause there's some, some really uh, neat RDs. Y'all have to connect you with some of them that are um, working in that RD space. Like uh, one of the ones that works at this company, it's her father. He's like an omega three scientist and she's a dietitian mm. and she works for this company where they test omega threes. And um, so, I mean, it's just interesting talking about all the paths that you can go as an RD that where that, where, where they end up. Inter- yeah. You, I'm very curious because <laughs> I'm going to, this experiment I'm doing on myself, this makes me very curious. So thank well, you for being I'm a support proud of system you. on that. <laughs> I'm proud of you because I know like, you know, we don't want people to eat food they don't like, but right. there's also other things, you know, Alaskan Pollock has omega-3s, um, you know, albacore tuna has omega-3s, mm-hmm. trout, so you could try a lot of other things. The thing that's hard for me is like sardines and anchovies. Yes. Those are super high in omega-3s, and I'm like, I just can't. I know. <laughs> I know. I think of that, too, and I'm like, oh, I should try them, but I'm like, I'm going to just work on salmon. And, like, you know, just for the fact that you mentioned those other options, like, that's also good for I think dietitians, we kind of focus mostly on like salmon and tuna and we don't really, you know, the sardines, but like the other options that you can actually promote to your patients for yourself and how to use them in recipes to make them taste good. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't, I feel like sometimes I probably get caught up and it has to be a high omega-3 species. But really, I mean, all seafood provides all sorts of benefits. Lots of vitamins and minerals are a great source of protein. Mm-hmm. They tend to be low calorie. So, I mean... It's not like if you're choosing um, shrimp, which is lower in omega-3s, that's that that's a bad thing by any means. Right. Like it's not going to do something. I'm obsessed with like, I love seafood probably more than fish. So I'm, I could eat mussels and clams and oysters and all that every day. So hopefully, hopefully I'm on the right track. 
<laughs> yeah, it was like funny because my first oyster, my whole my whole team, they were like filming it. They're like, "Here she goes." <laughs> Did you so like, like it? Well, I felt a little pressure to like it. I love them now. I mean, it definitely is a texture thing. Yeah, I like it when they give you like the cocktail sauce, and I think there's like this vinegar sauce that has some mm-hmm. shallots in it. I like to add all those things in and then then slurp it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're fun that way. They're yeah. they're also fun to like when you vacation and do something a little bit out of the box if you're going somewhere to have something different yeah definitely I keep one I'm like we need to have like an oyster shucking class or something like that because it's not something that you know you know how to do like I wouldn't know how to do it so and it's dangerous like it can be dangerous I know so I'm like an avocado (laughs) exactly yeah that knife so (laughs) well definitely if you do that you'll have to film that as well (laughs) yes (laughs) I will (laughs) Well, I think it's so interesting how just like your journey has led you. I mean, you've done a lot of different things. And I think that it's so interesting how you carry that, like all the experiences that you have. Also, you still provide to other people in your current job. Like it's not just, oh, I was a renal dietitian and I was a, a you know a diabetes dietitian. Obviously, you're still applying that to what you're doing today. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like all those experiences, you know, everywhere I've worked, it's taught me something and I've got some skill, different skill set from it. And it let me know, like, this is what I like about it. This is what I don't like about that. But that's the beauty of dietetics is that there's so many different areas you can go into. And I like that variety because I just need to have, I need to have that variety. And that's one reason I work here because one Mm. day I'm shooting a recipe, the next day I'm writing a blog, the next day I'm doing something (laughs) on social. So, um, (laughs) well, you do a fantastic job. You make it look so seamless too. Oh, it's, it's this whole working from home and virtual has been different too, because we built an office into my garage and now I'm like (laughs) out in the garage working every day. And it's, it's definitely been different. I definitely like it, but it's just, it's a different world for sure. For sure. And I, you know, I think it's the biggest thing that I think it's great that you are a Midwestern girl that promotes, you know, you're a seafood dietitian, which not anybody would expect that, right? Like you said, I'm in beef country and <laughs> you're, you're in right smack dab in the middle of the world supporting seafood across the world. Yes, because it's important everywhere, right? And I'm pretty mm-hmm. passionate about like uh, trying to figure out how to get better access here and fresher seafood here because I'm like, it's so, it's just second nature in these coastal cities. You go to a coastal city and I mean, eating oysters and it isn't anything out of the norm, but right. here in this like map dotted Missouri, they're like, what? So I'm like, <laughs> we, this is the place we really need to be. <laughs> That's know, true. Boots That's on true. the ground. <laughs> and helping people realize that you can, you like how to get over the barriers of getting people that aren't used to eating seafood to eat and to try it. Yes. And it was so encouraging because I had done a new segment recently for our local news station. And then it, one of my um, sons, his friend's mom or whatever, texted me that night, a picture of her kid eating it. She's like, we saw your segment. So we went and bought the salmon. And I was just like, it's working. The message is working. And it was just really encouraging. Cause I'm like, that's why I do that stuff is I want, I want to, for people to make these healthful changes. So oh, that's so cool. That's always rewarding when you get that feedback. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the whole point. Well, I'm excited. I mean, if for those of you listening, if you don't follow Jessica on social media, you are so fun. And like I said, you just always, you were making, I think you were making like, was it a cot? Was it a soup that had cod in it? The yes. Other I made a yeah. cod chowder and it was so good. It looked amazing. Like I see that's, that encourages me. I'm like, Ooh, I could, yeah, I want to make that. I would have never thought of that before. So 
You're helping me open my eyes to different things too. So thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready for some hard questions? Oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) Bring it. All right. So why don't you share with me some of the foods that you enjoy? Oh, okay. So I love breakfast foods. For a while there, I just wanted to be like a breakfast dietitian. But all <laughs> I mean, sound bad, <laughs> right? Because I was like, all I was posting was breakfast because that's like my favorite meal of the day. I think about it before I go to bed at night, what I'm going to have for breakfast the next day. <laughs> but amazing. I also <laughs> love like tacos and Mexican food and like saucy enchiladas and mm-hmm. things like that. I love Mexican. So it's and you a bake hard a lot question. Too. You uh, yes. bake a lot too. Yes. yes. I, I was looking at my Instagram the other day and I was like, all I have on here is cookies and cakes. What is going on? <laughs> I mean, fine with me. Yeah, great. I love <laughs> I love it. And I'm actually, I'm already contemplating my Valentine's Day cookies that I'm going to make because I, I want to get really good at cookie decorating. I think that's going to be my next um, adventure, maybe like royal okay. icing and all that. Oh, that's serious cookie decorating. Good for you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) What about beverages that you enjoy? Oh, I really am just like a water coffee girl, but I am, I do have like a love affair with coffee. And, and the problem is I don't like it black. I'm like, I always say when I grow up, I'm going to drink it black, but <laughs> nah. I haven't grown up yet. But I do drink the occasional kombucha because I want to get those, those good bacteria, but I'm kind of boring when it comes no, to drinks. That's coffee and water. Fine. That's all that's all a girl needs. I think that's enough. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> what about scents or smells that you enjoy? Oh, I like the smell of fresh cut grass. I love to mow our, our lawn. We have about five acres, so I'm always oh mowing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are always mowing. <laughs> and I love that smell. I also obviously love like the smell of cookies baking. And this is mm. going to sound weird, but like the smell of nature, just like when you're out in the woods and it's like this dampness of just the earth. I just like being out there. It just clears my head. And are you're still running too, aren't you? I am running. I'm not doing as many races as I used to do mm-hmm. because like life calls, but yeah, I'm doing mostly like half marathons now. So good for Those you. Well, that's manageable. what I figure. I see you out kind of, I see you sometimes going out for a run or your runs or talking yeah. about your runs and stuff. I'm like, gosh. I don't know how she does this with three kids. And I have to, I, I have to do it at five in the morning or it doesn't happen. Everybody's like, how do you get up so early? I'm like, I don't have a choice if I don't do it then. I mean, it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were not a dietitian, what do you think you might be doing? Oh, that's a good question. I think something I like something in the environmental space. Like I love being outside. That's when I'm happiest when I'm outside in nature. And this is another really random thing, but I always tell people I'd like to work like in a NICU or in like labor and delivery. Oh yeah. (laughs) This is like totally random, but I love babies. I just think they're so, I want to do where you go volunteer at a hospital and you go hold the babies after they're born. Like, wouldn't that be wonderful? What a great gig. Like I I don't even have to pay me. Like I would totally do that. (laughs) Me too. So maybe when I retire someday, I'll do that on the side. (laughs) And you know, like that's like a legit, like the hospital I used to work at years ago, there were so many babies that did not have families that would come and be with them. It was the, I was always just like so shocked. And I don't know if it was just the community I was in, but I would just go hold babies. I was supposed to be working and I'm like, I'm going to go hold babies. I would totally do that. They would never be able to find me. Yeah. (laughs) 
babies. <laughs> it's got to be good for, I'm like, there's probably studies. It's got to be good for like your heart health. Totally. Or surely yeah. your mental health. <laughs> yes. Good for the baby and good for you. There has to be some connection there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what brings you joy in life? Oh, I would, I think what brings me joy, well, I obviously have to say like my children, but they also drive me crazy. <laughs> but uh, I would say like creation. I love working in the garden and hiking, uh, warm coffee, good food, pretty pictures, conversations with my kids, um, sunrises. I have all sorts of things. <laughs> oh, you have so many lovely things in your family. I mean, you just have, you kind of have like the perfect package. Yeah. And it's nice. Like I'm looking at like in the summer, like I work from home, I can run out, water my garden on my lunch break. Oh, yes. And then I can be here when the kids get home from daycare. And I, you know, there's just different, I just like being home and like the homesteading thing too. It just brings me joy. Uh, well, you are, you are just as lovely as I thought you would be. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad my- we got to connect. I really I am. I am too. I am too. And if anybody, you know, if there's any dietitians that want to connect with you, I know they can reach you by Instagram and I'll also connect any, um, your email if they want to reach out to you about seafood too. So we'll make sure to do that in the show notes. Definitely. Thank you so much. Jessica is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to seafood. Her and I have had some great conversations about just different types of seafood, the health of omega-3 fatty acids. She's just a very interesting person that way, and I loved listening to her journey to where she is today. Also, I love her Instagram. If you don't follow her, make sure you go follow her, and you can find that handle in the show notes. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.